This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Now, here's your host, Wes Bleed. Thanks, Stacy, and hello from WQA Radio, where we discuss what's important in water treatment and filtration. Now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 42. Coming up on WQA Radio. As people become more aware of emerging contaminants in their drinking water and that they can actively do something about it, home filtration is going to become more and more the norm. That's Shannon Murphy of TST Water in California. Shannon spoke to us about final barrier technology while we were at the Pacific Water Quality Association convention. Plus, we'll have a regulatory update with Kathleen Fultz and later our WQA tip. Coming up, our conversation with Shannon Murphy. podcast we're talking with Shannon Murphy of TST Water in California. We are at the Pacific Water Quality Association. Shannon, very nice to have you join us on the program. Wes, great to see you. Uh, Shannon is also a member of the WQA Board of Directors and so it's uh, great to touch base with you at a convention like this. I know you're you're active and you've been active in the industry for a long time. And at PWQA, uh, you had a presentation which I thought was interesting, dealing with the future of the whole final barrier approach to water filtration. If you could tell us about that, about some of the highlights of the presentation, but what you were trying to communicate to the attendees. Sure, Wes. As we talk about final barrier with the industry, what we mean is that our products and the products that the Water Quality Association supports provides that final barrier for water filtration in the home. What I mean by that is you have instances like Washington, D.C. and Flint where you have elevated levels of lead that come into the drinking water system due to various reasons. It could be a change in water source. It could be changing from chlorine to chloramine. Any number of these things causes a disruption within the water distribution system. And so a lot of these things go unnoticed and unnotified to the general public. So we in the industry are providing that final barrier, whether it's lead, whether it's arsenic, or whether it's other emerging contaminants like Gen X that's coming out in North Carolina right now, which is a a developing program or problem right now that we're finding out about. You had mentioned to me something about how that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, the industry was talking about this, and yet many people were kind of not sure if this was your wording or not, but laughing it off, not really paying too much attention to it. And now we've come full circle. Is that right? Very accurate statement. 10, 15 years ago, when the whole arsenic uh, issue came to being, what ended up happening is for small communities across the United States, they were unable to afford arsenic treatment for communities under 300 connections. And so I was giving presentations to the state regulators in terms of developing a program for these small communities for arsenic treatment. 
and literally many states, unfortunately including California at the time, were very resistant to implementing a point-of-use program. They felt they had enough money and had the resources to handle these small communities. However, as we continue to grow within the industry, we continue to see different problems. We have arsenic, we have nitrates, we have a lot of these issues that are coming up for small communities. And the state's not able to handle it. And so now California, Texas, Pennsylvania, other states have fully embraced a decentralized or point-of-use approach for these small communities. Where do you see this all going in the next five to ten years? Realistically, where this is headed is as people become more aware of emerging contaminants in their drinking water and that they can actively do something about it. They can be proactive and provide that final barrier for their family. Home filtration is going to become more and more the norm. And so what I envision in the future is that we have what's called working water and the water treatment systems, the municipalities provide a water to a certain quality that is good for 98% of your uses around the house, whether that's doing your laundry, doing the dishes, potentially even taking a shower. But that the 2 to 3% of water that's used for drinking, that gets treated just directly in the home. And we're hitting what we call the MCLG, or the goal, for all these contaminants. And for, for most of the contaminants that are, out, that are out there, whether it's lead or trihalomethanes, the MCLG is zero. And the municipalities aren't able to treat to that level because of the distribution system, but us being a final barrier, we're able to provide that level of of safety in the home. All right, so in Washington, Shannon, there's talk of an infrastructure bill. Part of that bill would likely include some kind of water projects, and and, uh, we don't know just what it would look like right now, but how does that play into the discussion about final barrier and what you were just describing? That's a great question, Wes. Um, In regards to the the infrastructure bill that's in Washington right now, we anticipate some of that to subsidize remediation of old leaded service lines that are in distribution systems across the United States. A lot of old cities, Washington, Green Bay, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, they have old infrastructure that really needs to be repaired. And one of the issues is pulling out these old leaded service lines and and in order to get the lead levels lower. One of the issues that is of critical importance is when they started doing that in Washington, D.C., they found out that just by pulling those old leaded service lines out, downstream of that remediation project, they were experiencing elevated levels or spikes in lead contamination for a brief period of time until that system got uh, in place. And so one thing that Washington, D.C. has implemented is whenever they do a lead remediation or a pipe remediation project, first there's a public notification that goes out. Secondarily, anyone downstream of that program where it's being fixed, that those leaded service lines are being pulled, D.C. may do an analysis and either implement point-of-use filtration or bottled water for a short period of time in order to make sure that those customers are not receiving any leaded, contaminated water. So in a national infrastructure bill, what I'm hearing you say 
is it would be a good idea to have a similar protocol in place. Definitely. We need to establish some sort of program so that, one, we when we do these infrastructures that people are properly notified. It's all about education. And that also we support, whether it's a, a water filtration, bottled water, or some sort of program to make sure that those people are not being affected by any remediation program going on. Shannon Murphy from TST Water. Thank you. Thank you, Wes. This is Kathleen Foltz, WQA's Regulatory and Government Affairs Coordinator with your Regulatory Update. As we reach the end of the year, states are ending their regular legislative sessions. As of the end of September, 10 states are in regular session and two states are in special sessions focusing on specific legislation. And five states are pre-filing proposed bills for 2018. WQA is continuing to monitor proposed legislation affecting the industry. And if you would like to learn more, visit WQA.org for the latest bills list. A map has been added to the bills list illustrating which states are currently in session. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. Apply now for the new WQA Excellence Award. The Excellence Award will recognize member companies that demonstrate excellence when it comes to customer service, business operations, community service, and innovation. Go to wqa.org excellence to apply for this award, which will be presented at the WQA convention in Denver in March. The deadline is November 1st. And we say thanks one more time to our guest, Shannon Murphy of TST Water. Learn more at tstwater.com. TST Water, by the way, is a participant of the WQA Business Excellence Program. For Stacey Oskutzbach, this is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. You've been listening to WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. about WQA's Gold Seal product certification, professional education and certification, find certified products and water treatment providers, and find out how you can become a member all at wqa.org. Thanks for listening. <music>